0: Have you ever made choices that had a longer-term, more damaging effect than you anticipated? Perhaps you feel there is no grace for your failures or remedy for your decision. (laughs) Let's get into it. Hello friends, welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. Due to the subject matter in today's episode, parental guidance is suggested. I'm Timothy Gregory, letting you know that on a few occasions during the year, we turn from our true life stories to bring you a dramatic story that, although fictional, serves to illuminate the truth because there is much truth in it. And although it could have happened, aspects of it certainly have and do happen with great regularity from people all over the world. We hope that you'll discover in it some things that are very resonant indeed, as we bring you the story of a young woman we call Jessica on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Jessica's sexual choices led her down a disappointing and damaging path, one that eventually caused her more pain than it had caused her joy, Well, like our sin usually does. Eventually, she was exposed to a beautiful and godly true vision for what love is really meant to be, and the one that would be the answer to her dilemma. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. Here's the relevant story of Jessica.
1: There she is. Hey. (laughs) Oh, that must have been a long walk of shame. Wasn't the party up in Thornton Hall on North Campus?
2: Yes, and let me tell you, these shoes are a lot less comfortable when you're sober. (laughs) Who'd you stay with? That guy from chemistry.
1: Which one? Red hair.
2: (laughs) You don't know his
1: name, do you?
2: Yes, I do. I just can't think of it right now. Uh
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. So? What? What happened? What do you think? Well, did you not, I mean, want it to happen? No, I
2: did. I did. I just, I didn't think this was how it was supposed to feel. College. (laughs) sex.
1: Oh, say more. I'm just
2: gonna go to bed, I think.
1: All right, all right. I'll take notes for you in bio. You okay, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. I will be.
0: Her sexual choices led her down a disappointing and damaging path until she caught the true vision for what love is really meant to be and the one that would be the answer to her dilemma in this relevant story of Jessica, right now on Unshackled.
2: From an early age, I learned that little girls were supposed to look cute and smile. I was good at that, and people seemed happy with me. Unlike my wild brother, I tried to be tame and graceful. I learned that my body was something to be controlled. It was only on the soccer field that I felt a true sense of connection between my body and spirit. Way to go, Jess! Thanks!
3: Are you kidding me, Jessica? That goal was <laughs> unbelievable!
2: Thank you. Here, have some Gatorade. Do you know how high in the air you were? No, but I feel like I was fine. <laughs>
4: The defender was like this, and then you were like this, and I was like this, and the shot was like this, and, and it was amazing!
5: You're stronger than you know, Jessica. You just gotta keep trusting yourself.
2: Okay, coach. Thanks. As we got older and taller and curvier, it became harder and harder to hold on to that sense of connection with my body. Boys only seemed interested in my friends, who developed faster than I did. All the music I listened to was about women's bodies, and I started to feel like my body was only valued for what other people thought of it. (laughs) Okay, who's first? Wait, I don't get how it works. We vote on two people to go in the closet for five minutes. Uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes, right. Go in the closet and... (laughs)
3: Do
4: whatever they want to do.
2: Did you clean up your dolls? Or are they going to trip over all their little... Yes,
4: Jessica. I cleaned up my dolls. We keep those in a different closet. Ben, Timmy, get in here. We're starting. Okay, I vote Ron and Jessica. Ooh, me too. Um.
3: No, I don't want to play. What? You just called everyone in here to get started. Well, I don't want to go first. Are you scared? No, I just... It's fine.
2: Pick someone else. Well, how about you and me, Ron? What? I mean,
3: okay, yeah. I'll go with you. Ooh. Okay, starting the timer. What do you think they're doing? Whatever
2: he didn't want to do with me. No, he just... he, he knows Margot better. Sure. I would never forget that feeling of not being wanted. But in youth group, I heard a different set of expectations from the ones I heard at school and at parties. I loved God, but honestly, this teaching all sounded so out of touch. I wondered what my mom thought about it. We had never really talked about sex at home, but my church small group leader did share. Who needs more soda? Me, please. Mm, thanks for bringing snacks, Ramona. I know. I think all the other
4: groups are jealous. Well, it's kind of a weird day. Snacks help. Mm. Agreed. What do you guys think of the message today?
2: So... Did he mean like you shouldn't do anything? Like not even kissing or- Holding hands? Yeah, holding hands, like nothing until you get married. That seems hard. That's what the Bible says. Where? In the Bible. Where in the Bible does it talk about holding
4: hands? Well, Paul writes, where is it? Uh, Somewhere in Thessalonians. Ah, here it is. First Thessalonians four, starting with verse three. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. That means uh, sexual immorality. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor.
2: Possess my vessel?
4: Yeah. Control your body in holiness and honor. There's more. Great. So control your body in holiness and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence even as the Gentiles which know not God. Lust of what? (laughs) Mm, It means not in the passion of lust.
2: But where does it define sexual immorality? Uh,
4: Let's see. That is in Hebrews 13, four, which says, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. So
5: is it defiled by holding hands with another boy you don't end up marrying?
4: No, I don't think so. But here's the thing. Sexual temptation is a slippery slope. You kind of always want to do more, and so one act becomes a gateway to the next act. Yeah, that makes sense. I know this is really hard, you guys, but I promise it's worth it in the end.
1: How do you know? Jessica, don't rub it in that she isn't married yet.
4: (laughs) I'm not ready to be married yet, but I guess you're right. I can't promise from experience, but I can promise from trust. I trust that whatever God's vision is, and his word says, is far better than what I can imagine. What do you girls think?
1: I totally agree. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna try to trust that. Jessica? Can you pass the soda? It was hard sitting in youth group, with a lot of my friends who I knew behaved completely differently when they weren't at church. I loved God, I really did. That night I felt so rejected at the party, I had come home and prayed. It was the only thing that brought comfort. And I really tried to be kind. To my brother, even when he was spying on me. To the girl at school who didn't have anyone to eat or lunch with. And I felt God's pleasure in those moments. I just didn't understand why the sex stuff was such a big deal. The Bible was written so long ago, and it seemed like most people I knew, even from church, just kind of ignored those particular teachings. Be
5: quiet. I'm up anyway. (gasps) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Mom, you scared me. You can turn the light on.
2: I was just trying to... Sneak into
5: bed so I didn't realize you were out past curfew. Yeah. Sit down. Why are you late?
2: My phone died.
5: Uh. Let's try that again. Why are you late? I lost track of time. Doing what? Hanging out at Penny's. With? Penny. You know... We haven't really talked about boys or any of that stuff, and I apologize for that.
2: Why don't you believe me? Also, they talked to us about it at church.
5: Oh, they did?
2: Yes. I know not to have sex. Yet. Okay. Well,
5: okay. Do you want to talk more about it? No. Are you sure? Yes. Honey, why are you crying?
2: I'm not! Jess! Just leave me alone! One part of me desperately wanted to talk about stuff with my mom, but another part of me was scared of how she would judge me. I was already feeling ashamed, not just of being late for curfew. I was late because I'd hooked up with a guy from school. We didn't go all the way, but I still knew it wasn't something I was supposed to be doing. I love this song. Me too. Oh, you miss my street.
5: I'm not ready to take you home just yet.
2: Oh. Well...
5: Didn't you have fun the other night?
2: Yeah, I did, but my mom's gonna kill me if I'm late again.
5: She's not gonna kill you. She's gonna kill you?
2: <laughs> okay, she's not gonna kill me, but, like, worse. She'll take my phone or something.
5: I really like you, Jessica.
2: I like you, too. Herbert.
5: What have I told you about... Bert. <laughs> Thank you. Herbert is my grandfather. I want to show you how much I like you. You just need to relax.
2: Okay. I knew this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, but I didn't know how to say no. And honestly, I didn't want to say no. The next day I debriefed with my friend. So, how far did you go? Shut the door. You went all the way this time, didn't you? Yeah. How do you feel? I don't know. I guess I didn't really feel included. Like my body was there, but my mind was all over the place. And today I just feel sort of Gross. And bad. I mean, I don't even know him that well. Well, my sister said college is like a lot of that. And the stuff they say about sex in church is totally outdated. Yeah. Maybe. I guess I don't know what I believe anymore.
5: Mm. Do you feel, like, farther from God?
2: Yeah. And if what I did is not that big a deal, then why do I feel like I'm hiding from him?
0: Folks, we'll get back to Jessica's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or Visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the Donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the story of Jessica.
2: Sister was right. College was full of partying and sleeping around. I guess there were some classes mixed in too. I met people with totally different backgrounds than me, and they challenged much of what I'd been taught. As I developed my critical thinking, I started to poke holes in my faith. Truth became elusive and relative. It also allowed me to write my own permission slip to keep experimenting sexually. My roommate, we got around a lot more than me, and she was a patient listener through my highs and lows. Have some popcorn, it helps. What would help is if Colin would text me back.
1: Just, he might not even be awake yet. It's 2 p.m. I stand by what I said. Should I text him
2: again? No. But I need to know if even- What? Cares about me. Like, we're doing this very vulnerable, intimate thing together, and then it's like crickets in between. Doesn't he want to know what I'm studying, what I'm passionate about, what I'm afraid of, what I long for? Do you care about him? Sure. Oh, do you know any of those things about him?
1: Um. Oh, Uh uh-huh. You're just hooking up. It's nothing more than that. But isn't there something weird about that? No, not inherently, but (sighs) look, if it's not what you want, you
2: should stop. No, no, I mean, I can be chill about it. Is that him? Oh, super chill. It's not
1: him. No, and it's not gonna be, Jess. That's not what either of you guys have agreed to. Communication.
2: Connection. Coming home from college was like going back in time. I grew to hate it. I missed how simple things were when I lived there, and my mom seemed to want me to revert back to that version of myself. There was no winning.
5: I made your favorite casserole. Oh. I'm
2: not eating cheese. What? Yeah, Lee and I are doing a cleanse. Over the holidays? Cheese is really fattening, Mom.
5: Well, this is what I have to offer.
2: It's fine. I'll just have the salad. So, you
5: told me about your classes. I want to know more about your weekends. Tell me the fun stuff. Like, what's a typical weekend look like? Um,
2: I usually go out Friday night. What does that mean? Like, to a party, or... Yeah, to a party on campus or at one of the houses nearby. Okay. And then we sleep in on Saturday, and, um, the girls in my hall have a little Saturday smoothie tradition, so we sometimes walk into town for lunch.
5: Fun!
2: And then we go out again Saturday night and Sunday's homework day. On Sundays, do you ever—have you visited any churches? No.
5: How come? It's not fun to go by yourself. Hmm, I hear that. Sometimes they have ministries on campus where you can meet other college students who are also believers. You might find some friends who would go with you that way. Yeah. I guess I just...
2: I don't know. I don't really want to go. Is there another reason? I feel like church is just about rules and controlling how you behave and... You were afraid they might tell you to stop going
5: to all those parties. No.
2: And I wouldn't listen if they did.
5: That's sad to me that that's what you associate church with. I didn't always feel that way. I'm just older now
2: and it feels...
5: different. Well, maybe God deserves a second chance to experience a community of faith from your new perspective. Doesn't that seem more fair than deciding you've outgrown it without trying? Maybe. You're seriously going to make me eat this entire pan of chicken tetrazzini
2: by myself? Okay, I'll have a little sliver. (laughs) Mom, that's way too much. When my youth leader texted me over the holiday, I almost didn't respond. Considering how the conversation with my mom had gone, I imagined my college lifestyle would be a huge disappointment to Ramona. But a little voice in my head told me to see her. So I did. You leave for three months and they build a new coffee shop.
4: I know, it's pretty dope, right?
2: I would've come here all the time. It's right by my house.
4: Yeah, I love it. How about this one by the window? Perfect. So. So, who have you been sleeping with? Wow. Uh, hi. Hello. Good to see you.
2: You're serious? I am. Well, there's this guy, Matt, and there's another guy, Ben, and I don't know.
4: Just, yeah. That's a lot.
2: (laughs) That's not even, I mean, most people I know are like, every weekend, someone different.
4: So, how are you reconciling that decision with your faith?
2: Alrighty, I guess we're going there. Well, first of all, the Bible says things about sex that don't really hold up. I mean, the Old Testament has polygamy and the New Testament, to me, doesn't even seem to think marriage is a good idea.
4: Okay, we can address those things at some point. You've oversimplified the argument, of course, but we can get to that. Meantime, I just happen to have my Bible. Almost like you planned it. I did. Here, 1 Corinthians 6.18, read.
2: Lee, fornication, every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Look, Ramona, everybody do- He
4: goes on to say, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's.
2: Yeah. Well, Ramona, I'm just... I'm not 16 anymore.
4: No, you're 21, and God's Word still has something to reveal to you about His character and about what we do with what is revealed and what we do with that wisdom. What do you mean? Okay. If you believe your body is truly a home for the Holy Spirit, do you think it's wise to treat it the way that you are?
2: I don't know. Literally everyone I know lives this way, so it obviously can't be that bad. I don't-
4: I don't live that way.
2: Well, good for you. I don't feel like my body is, is whatever you said.
4: What God's word said. Sure,
2: a temple for the Holy Spirit. No one treats me like that. They don't even text me afterwards. My body's nothing, it's just, it's nothing.
4: Wow, that sounds painful. Sorry I'm not doing what you told us to do in youth group. Hey, it's not about what I tell you, Jessica. But it doesn't sound like you're listening to the one who has your life in mind, who knows your heart and soul, and loves your body because he knit it together and lives in it still. He doesn't think your body is nothing?
2: Sorry, I don't know why.
4: Hey, it's okay.
2: I'm going to (laughs) go. It was good to see you, Ramona. I wasn't sure what to do when I got back to school. I didn't have a big, beautiful vision for my life. I spent my weeks waiting for the weekend and my weekends waiting to feel something better than what I felt from so many meaningless sexual encounters. On one snowy Sunday, something in me pulled me out of bed and into the church down the street.
1: Hey there. Haven't seen you here before.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm just visiting.
1: Well, welcome. I'm Sarah.
2: Jessica. Nice to meet you. That was a, a nice service.
1: Mm, I thought so, too. Some of my favorite songs. <laughs> not too long.
2: Yeah, my pastor growing up was pretty wordy.
1: Well, this guy's not perfect, but then again, neither am I.
2: That's right. You go to school in town here? Yeah, just
1: down the street. Oh, I'm an alum. Oh, nice. <laughs> long time ago, obviously, but oh, I love that campus. Especially sitting by the lake in the fall. Yes, there's a big oak tree. With the painted rocks underneath? Yeah! That was my spot. That's my spot, too. (laughs) How about that?
2: That's crazy.
1: Well, hey, if you ever need a home-cooked meal, my husband Tom and I would love to have you over. We live just north of campus. That's so nice of you. Well, no pressure at all. You can think about it.
2: No, that actually... That sounds really nice. I loved getting to know Sarah and Tom. One dinner turned into another, and before long, it was our Sunday night tradition. They started to feel like my parents away from home, and I felt like we could talk about anything.
1: Sarah and I often did.
2: How about this one?
1: Oh, that one is our wedding album. Perfect.
3: Oh,
2: you look so beautiful.
1: Well, that was the style back then. Big shoulders and hats.
2: I love it. You two are so perfect together.
1: Not all the time.
2: Well, sure, but I hope we can have a marriage like that someday. You will. I don't know. Can I ask you something? You don't have to answer it. Of course. Is sex better inside of marriage for you?
1: I've I've never been with anyone else. Oh. Have you?
2: Yeah. Do you think that's what God designed sex for? To share with the person you commit your life to?
1: I do. I feel like I'm experiencing this beautiful gift he wants his children to have. Sex never feels that way to me. Maybe that's because you're not treating it like the sacred thing that it is. I wish I had. I wish I could start over, but
2: I... I'm afraid I've already ruined it, Sarah. I just wish I could go back.
1: Oh, sweetheart, sweetheart, you you can't go back. But there is always, always grace and forgiveness. I love Psalm eighty-six five, where it says, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Really? Yes. It's never too late to return to the Lord if you've moved away from him. Okay. Do you want to pray with me, Jess? And ask for God's grace and forgiveness? And guidance? And guidance. I'd really like
2: that. Something shifted in me that night. I knew it would be hard maintaining this new conviction, surrounded by people making so many different kinds of choices. But I wanted to experience God's vision of sexual health and love that I saw emulated through Sarah and Tom's relationship. For so long, I had only understood the Bible's take on sex as rigid and irrelevant to modern life. Now I could glimpse beyond the rules, to see a wisdom and holy vision of the Lord's way, and I wanted to experience it. My way had only left me feeling empty and disconnected. But when I started falling for this guy in my math class, I had to actually act in accordance with what I now believed.
3: Can you pass the salt? I'll never understand how you don't taste it before you try to fix it. I don't need you to understand. I just need you to pass the salt. You can tell we've been on more than a few dates now that we're at a diner. I'm thinking McDonald's tomorrow? I know. We pretended we both had so much more money than we do at the beginning. I really like you, Jessica. You challenge me and inspire me. I love how quick you are to listen and learn. I just, yeah. I'm really, I'm really into this.
2: I'm really into this too, Andy. Ever since you
3: helped out that guy in front of me in math. It was as if that guy had not attended a single class. I had to start with like, what is a proof? He hadn't ever come to class. I'm telling you, I'd
2: never seen him before. He looked so lost that day and I couldn't believe you offered to help. I thought that was so sweet.
3: Well, who knows why he hadn't been able to come. He was probably hungover. (laughs) Or working, dealing with a family crisis.
2: Who knows? See, this is why I like you. You're better than me.
3: Kinder. Okay, you're right. This needs salt.
2: No comment.
3: So, since we're seeing more of each other now, and because I really don't want to mess this up, I thought maybe it'd be good to talk about, like, where you're at with, um... Okay, it's weird to do this at a diner, but I thought better to have this conversation daylight than. You want to
2: talk about sex?
3: Yeah. Are you ready for that?
2: To talk about it?
3: To. do it?
2: Not long ago, I would have said yes. Regardless of how many dates we'd been on or whether or not I thought you were a kind math tutor. But. But. I love the Lord, Andy. And I want to honor him with my body. I want sex to mean something. To be the sacred gift that God has given. A gift shared between two people who've made a covenant commitment to one another. Like... Like marriage. Wow.
3: Okay. Well, I don't think we're quite ready for that. (laughs) For
2: marriage? No. But I like you, and I want to
3: see where this goes, just... Without sex? Yeah. I... I don't know if that's okay with me. Okay. Gosh, does that make me a bad guy? I just... I can't imagine being in a relationship without that element. I thought you might say that. So, then... Guess that's it. Really? I think so.
2: Excuse me? We're ready for the check.
0: listening friend. The Lord God created sex as a good thing, a blessing to be enjoyed in the context of marriage between a man and a woman. But we live in a culture awash in sexual immorality. But that doesn't mean you have to take part in it. If you're struggling with sexual sin, please know that the Lord God can deliver you from it if you just reach out to Him with a sincere, And repentant heart. As Jessica in our story learned, God's grace and forgiveness are plenteous. If you're looking for counsel, we'd love to pray with you and point you towards further resources. Get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1 888 Need Him. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, here's the prize for our new upcoming Sweepstakes Contest. It's another beautiful wooden scripture plaque of Psalm 5110 that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Folks, this is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for well, daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and well cut in such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. This one actually looks like it was cut from birch as it has that really unique bark exterior. Uh, this plaque has been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. If you'd like to peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced March 21st. But the deadline, folks, the deadline for entry is March 5th, and we look forward to hearing from you. And next time... John, will you look at
5: this? What? He's been sneaking drinks from this wine bottle.
0: Five years old, the first time he was drunk on wine. How much did he drink? the whole bottle that little rascal look at him wobble john conley never heard his father say i love you and his heartache led to rebellion and greater heartache
3: i can't believe i had to bail you out of jail i didn't do anything mom
5: underage drinking is not nothing
0: The man in our story was off to a rough start at life.
1: You're not getting serious about her, are you? Why not, Dad? I know that girl. She's nothing but trouble. He's right, son.
0: I don't care. I love her. I want to marry her. When he learned who really loved him, his life was transformed. My dad never hugged me, not one time. The Lord can restore the years the locust has eaten. What do I have to do? Don't miss the classic true story of John Conley, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in this story of Jessica were Angela Morris, Amanda Markeski, Lisa Keefe, Shaz Campbell, John Bobo, and Demetrius Troy. Original music Don Badorf. sound effects Demetrius Troy, sound assistant Martin Robinson, recording engineer David Pierczynski, audio engineer Michael Kahn, script Samantha Beach. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then. I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.